This is the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the show. Follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP. Now, here's Ryan, Jordy, and Roberto. Hey, everybody. Hey, dude. <laughs> this is episode 44 of the show, and uh, we're happy you're here listening. We are days away from the start of the NFL season. First things first, Rob and Jordy are here. They're going to join me in just a moment. But before they do, I want to take a moment and talk about how the preseason has traditionally informed us leading into our fantasy football drafts, which for a lot is coming up this weekend. For years, week three of the preseason was what, that was the week that we got a good look at starters, right? And how they would presumably be used once the regular season opened up. Maybe they wouldn't play the whole game, obviously, but at least the names you knew would be out there on the field as they will be in week one. I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like all of that changed this year. Maybe it's because of covid Maybe it's because of having an extra regular season game. Maybe it's because there's only three preseason games and teams need to look at the young guys who may or may not make the team. Whatever the reason is, it's pretty obvious we can't take as much from these preseason games as we used to. It's fair. Maybe we can identify a couple of late round sleepers, but for our core team, what do we take from that information? We don't have the same information that we used to. Well, I'd like to argue that it's going to be a strong strategic move in 2021 drafts to draft players that are in the exact same situation as they were last year, because we don't need to see anything from preseason other than what they did last year. For example, I think Julio Jones is an amazing player, but give me Amari Cooper or Mike Evans or Chris Godwin every time. I know what they're going to do on their teams. Or how about Allen Robinson? That's a trickier one. Great player. Should be improved from last season. In fact, I expect 100% that he's going to be better. But I'd still rather take Justin Jefferson or Keenan Allen because I've seen them do it with their current organizational situation. So maybe I'm wrong, but for this year, I'm taking the knowns ahead of the potentials in every round at every opportunity. With that being said, here's Rob and Jordy. How are you fellas this week? Doing great. Doing well. That's uh, a lot to unpack with that little uh, soliloquy at the start there, Ryan. Some great points, I think. So you'll rather take the known than the unknown. But what if the guy's known, but he's been moved to a different position or a different team? Is he still known or is he unknown? That would be an unknown. Yeah, that's new potential. Situation. Yeah, but you he's I, still the same player, and maybe it was an upgrade. Could be. I, but we don't know with this preseason. I think uh, this preseason, I felt exactly the same way. We learned basically nothing about established players, and they were really each team seemed to be really wanting to see what they have in their either new players new younger players they're trying to implement in their game um, or the rookies. And I think what has happened is 
last year really established the fact that these veterans, they don't need all this extra practice, all these extra preseason games. If anything, you're just risking them to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, a lot of these teams and organizations started to realize that and said, hey, the guys we know, we know who the starters are on our team. So in some way, maybe we did learn something. Maybe the guys that weren't on the field are the guys we trust. Yeah, that's what the, I think that with all the stinking injuries that have happened uh, this year, that the guys who haven't been playing are the ones that we know are going to be playing. So everyone else was just kind of fighting for a roster spot. Your number twos, number threes, or the rookies who um, they wanted to see what they had in them or if they drafted them correctly or how they gel with their quarterback. Um, you know, seeing Buffalo with Allen go out there for the first half was kind of something interesting. You don't never want to risk one of your studs who you just signed for a huge contract to get hurt. They played Moss and Singletary. But I think it's a good um, start for them to see how – their offense gels. Even with the Broncos the other night, they had their first team on for, I think, like the first quarter. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess the guys who aren't playing or haven't been playing are the ones that are going to start the year. And like you said, Robert, which is true, last year proved that these guys don't need a whack of – all the veterans don't need a whack of time to to learn the book and learn the plays and um, to be able to get thrown out there into the wind. Yeah, getting, getting beat up for no reason. Yeah. And – I think that's going to just be the thing with with the drafts coming up is it just solidifies those those established veteran players where where we have them kind of slotted in ADPs. I think uh, I don't I don't know if there's going to be too many surprises this draft. It might be a very I don't know, it's never boring. It's always exciting and fun obviously, but it, people might just be sticking to the book this this draft year. Yeah, I mean, like we know week one, Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing touchdowns to Devontae Adams. Exactly. We didn't we didn't see them at all, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So there was a few, I guess, you know, a, a few uh, – I, I don't know if there's even that many quarterback controversies, but, man, this looks like a seriously good group of rookie quarterbacks this yeah. year. And it, it's, it could – they're going to supplant – some of the more veteran players supplant veteran guys supplant them supplant them uh, yeah like Let me plan rip them over out them? of their no rip them out and now you're planted where they used to be do you have to use new soil or is it just like a, you just rip them right out and put them in the same maybe bowl? A, maybe a spattering fertilizer fertilizer <laughs> some topsoil gardening with Roberto supplanting <laughs> I never heard that I'm gonna go supplant hey. some beer. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of injuries, let's just go into topic number one here. Let's talk about topic number one. There has been some major injuries that we have not talked about on the podcast yet. Uh, some major sophomore running backs going down. Um, most notably, we Cam Akers went down early in the in the off season, mm-hmm. but now we've got J.K. Dobbins as well. Oh, this hurts and me. Done for the years. And another guy, tra- and Travis Etienne, right? And Travis Etienne, of both, course, both gone rookie. for the season. So these have massive implications. fantasy yeah. implications. And man, if you drafted a couple weeks ago or even a week ago and change, you're kicking yourself because these guys, every it's changed so much in the landscape of the running backs. Um, first of all, with Dobbins, I mean, he was a guy I personally loved this season. 
And in a way, all that love that I had has been tore from my heart and jammed into the Gus bus because <laughs> I think he's going to he's going to take everything and probably more than Dobbins would have now unless they go out. Obviously, there's some time left. They could they could get somebody else, but I think uh, Gus Edwards is going to be a serious, serious running back for your fantasy team this year. Yeah, I think that that whole Baltimore offense takes a bit of a shot, though. Like with Dobbins is a better runner than than the Gus Bus. Like it's just he he's, he's a better 100%. runner. He's he's a has more vision. Uh, he can catch the ball. Like they started using a little bit more in the passing game last year. So I think Gus Bus is going to be value where you're getting him. Um, I don't think he'll do it. You can't just place him in like it's like we talk about all the time. Just because your car breaks down and you're driving a Lamborghini, if you hop into a Honda Civic, it doesn't mean that you're going to get the same place at the same time. You know what I mean? Or look near as cool. Or look, yeah, near as cool. Nothing wrong with <laughs> Civics. Uh... I'm just saying that it, it's a whole different. It's a different player. Just because two or one yeah. B gets I, gets I, shot I, into one A spot. I think I think just more the volume is what I'm thinking about. Like. Because no doubt Gus Edwards was going to get his touches anyway, even with Dobbins. Mm-hmm. So volume alone, if they don't add somebody else, which maybe they does, do go out and get like a McCoy or Le'Veon like Bell, or Le'Veon Bell, does Justice and, Hill factor in it? Oh man, I've owned that guy so many times, I'll never own him again. I think he he obviously gets a little shot in the arm, right? Like he's going to be out there probably on some third downs and that. I think what this really could do is make uh lamar jackson just be even more i don't know if he can be much more valuable than he is but he might be running a lot more because of it too right to not have not having the main guy there so maybe even lamar jackson is your number one fantasy quarterback this year um just because the extra work he has on the ground i don't know until he gets smashed into the ground i'm not i'm not i'm not putting much in justice hill personally jordan what do you think no i I don't it should be he'll have justice like he sucks no he doesn't suck i just don't like him because i've owned him i've i drafted him his rookie year he didn't probably not going to get enough to be worth anything right but do you know i think it has a huge uptick through this whole situation this terrible news of dobbins and i think marquise brown's going to be used a lot more in screens Screens that'll slants, uh, they're going to get the ball in his hands a lot more. If he can stay healthy, I mean, that's the game of fantasy football, but I think they're going to use him a lot more, um, take advantage of his speed, uh, maybe some screens and, like I mentioned, stuff like that, just to get the ball in his hands and see how dynamic and what, why they drafted him so high to get yeah. to get that. So I think out of everyone, and uh, Gus Bus, maybe Andrews gets a couple more TDs because Dobbins was doing really well in the red zone. So maybe Andrews gets a little bit of an uptick as well. Could be. Yeah, Hollywood, I think the injury Hollywood Brown had too was the Liz Frank injury. Yeah. And it's it has just lingered. Those are brutal injuries. The, the tendon tears in the middle of the, the bottom of the foot where the foot kind of flexes. So every time you step down and your two parts of your feet flex, it's pulling on that tendon, and that's what tears. And ironically, that is the same injury that Travis Etienne suffered. And a guy with tons of potential coming out of college was just a super stud. And now he's dealing with that. Is that going to be, you know, it's lingered on for Hollywood for a couple seasons now. It could be the same thing with Travis Etienne. And uh, again, this this solidifies um, Robinson. Yes. How high How high as, do you draft James Robinson now? I, I, I me, like he's Robinson. A, he's, a num- he's a number one. Yep. He's a low-end um, nine, ten overall running back. I don't see why 
he would do anything different this year than he did last year. I mean, it wasn't like he came in with a bunch of hype last year and did some extraordinary stuff. He just was Mr. Steady. Like he was there. Presumably a better offense this year. It should be. It should be. There definitely should be less people focused on the running game when you have a, a quarterback like Lawrence. So, yeah, like he could be even be better. And again, in some weird way, this almost solidifies a stud because I think James Robinson was starting to really slip down a lot of people's draft boards, just obviously because the threat of ETN taking some work from him and it would have been that classic, uh, jazz guitarist again, old muddy waters haunting us. (laughs) And, uh, and now we have some clarity with James Robinson. He is, he's he's going to be a a number one running back on your fantasy team this year. Yeah, I guess. Is he a a first round pick? No, I think he's a high RB too. I think in standard standard no PPR is he a first round pick? Man, he's right there, dude. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I'd say he's, he's he's not. I don't think he's a first round, but he's right there for with the top top ten running backs. I would say, in my opinion, if you're pairing him with a um, Ridley or Metcalf or AJ Brown, if you can get one of those guys and still on the turn, say you you have the the bottom of the draft, right? Mm-hmm. You can get James Robinson and one of those guys. I'm happy with Robinson as my number one running back if that's the scenario. And it's just volume alone. Like his volume alone is gonna is gonna get him into that top ten running backs at the end of the season, I think. Like he's gonna get red line, he's or goal line, he's gonna get red zone. He's gonna he doesn't leave the field that much and they don't have another option. That's why they, they drafted the rookie. So I think just on sheer volume alone, what your first two picks in draft, you gotta pick when you reach, things happen. If you just pick the safe picks, the guys that's going to get a true bell cow, man, it's a he's going to be a, a good one. I think he's going to. And make when you sit. look at the when you look at kind of, I know it's college is different, but Trevor Lawrence has been very kind to running backs mm-hmm. through his college years, so that could translate nicely. And Robinson's only twenty three uh, years old. For Robinson, he's twenty three exactly. years old. No, he's, he's ready to go. He's good to go. Lots of tread on those tires. Lots of vinegar. Say. Lots of vinegar. Yeah, and piss. Piss and vinegar. Piss and vinegar. <laughs> Got it. Moving on to topic number two. Speaking of injuries, as we alluded to earlier, Cam Akers went out um, earlier in the offseason. But the Rams went out and got themselves Sony Michelle via trade. How Who does this affect in fantasy and how much does it affect them? How much does it move them up and down your fantasy draft? I think it affects Sony Michelle quite a bit. <laughs> He has to move. <laughs> He's got to get his family a new home. But is, does he go up or down? Well, well, I'm not sure. I'm not very good at geography. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he go again? Let me Google map this. I'm pretty sure he went down. Down? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That no, was I, good. I like it. I think it's it's good for everyone. I think everyone wins in this little uh, anniversary party we call Daryl Henderson. Except for the people that drafted Daryl Henderson with their second round pick. I think he's still going to have a major role in that team. I think, Of course. But, man, it changes everything for that. Yeah, but anyone who's situation. taking Henderson for, like, your... RB2, I don't think he's going to drop that much. I don't think he was going to have the sheer volume anyways. So, so I think a lot of I think a lot of people were were like really planting their stake on Darrell Henderson being being huge with Brown gone and then once Akers got hurt, I think in a lot of those early drafts, 
he was going early. Like guys were picking as like a high end RB two, not just a flyer. So he's not that anymore. There's no way he's that anymore. No. Although I mean, we put a we put a a, a poll up on on Twitter there, and uh, a lot of people seem to love Henderson still over over Sony Michelle. I am kind of the contrarian in that whole situation. I think I think Sony Michelle's going to have a huge role on that team and maybe even be more valuable than Henderson. We saw Henderson last year. He was supposed to be the guy as well. And Brown right from game one came out, got all the goal lines, got the touchdowns. When Akers was healthy, he started getting rolling and we saw Henderson just kind of getting squeezed out of that offense. So Sony Michelle's a stud, man. Coming out of college, he's been banged up, yeah. I know, but coming out of college, that guy was a stud. He was insane in Georgia. He was he was one of these, like the, one of the best running backs. The guy was insane. That's why he I was think ahead he's of Nick Chubb. He was ahead of yep. all these other guys. I man. think he's going to be a good. Uh, and McVeigh likes his Georgia Bulldogs with Gurley there, and now he's got yep. Sony Michelle. Right. I think that he's going to be. Um, he needed a change of scenery. And you know, under Belichick, I, everyone says you know how tough of a coach he is, and. Uh, um, you know, you got a Patriot way, this and that. I think he's going to do well with the Rams. I think this is what he needed. He needed to take his family a little south, and I think he's going to perform well there. And I think Henderson is just going to be a change of back, and the Rams are going to finally have a stud RB that they've been looking for without, I mean, I guess they've had Akers. But even Akers last year, he was in and out, in and out, then near the end, he stayed in. So I guess with Michelle, maybe they'll they'll keep someone and have a full-time good running back that can go in there and McVeigh trust and Henderson will see what he can do. Is this a Michael Turner situation? Do you remember Michael Turner? Of course we remember Michael Turner. Michael Turner. But what's the situation you impl- you're implying here? Leaving the San Diego Chargers, going to the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I see what lighting you're it up. And then, and then all plotter, of a sudden. Plotter kind of running back. Mm-hmm. But just dominating with touchdowns, or it could be a Demarco Murray. See, I don't <laughs> remember that. I don't know if I don't know if Sony Michelle's a plotter, man. I think he's underrated. I don't, know if we've, I don't think we've seen the best of Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. He's like Jordan was saying; it's a great point. You get right from the get go. He seemed to be in Belichick's doghouse for some reason. He just never seemed to like he was going to be the guy there, even though they picked him. I think he was a super high second round pick. Um, this guy was, he was a pass catcher in college. He had great hands and they never used him like that. We know McVay is going to be way more creative. I think they're going to try to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. He's a more prototypical running back. Henderson's a little guy. He's like 5'8", 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Sonny Michelle's almost six feet tall and about 220. Like he's a big boy. He can run. He can catch the ball more than he's shown. And I don't know, maybe it won't work out, but I definitely think McVay is going to try to make it work out. That offense, like you were saying, George, should be better. They got Matt Stafford there. So yes, I like the that's offense what I was going to say too. I like, the, I like that whole offense as a whole better. And I think Sony's, man, He's. I think he could be a nice, you know, if you're drafting him as your number four running back, I think he can do a lot worse. Oh, I think he'll be better than a number four. I think, he, I think yeah. he'll be a nice flex. And by the end of the year, I think he'll win a lot of guys some championships. I think he's. I agree. I think he's going to be one of those draft picks that everyone's like, eh, you don't know Henderson's there. But then by week like five or six, you're like, man, how did I pass on this guy? I think a lot of guys, myself, if I can't, I'll try, I'll try to reach for him. I think he, out of everyone, I think um, who's had a little bit of change, like Gus Bus, 
you know, with the injury and uh, who else were we talking about? Who like uh, who else got hurt? We were talking about. I can't remember now. James Robinson. James Rob- Robinson. Yeah, well, maybe not Robinson, but definitely. Before. He's a he's he's a sure thing for sure. Yeah. But I think I know we're talking about the running backs right now, but I think there's going to that whole St. Louis offense, man, like. Robert Woods St. or St. Louis. Wow. <laughs> With Kurt wow. Warner and uh, who is the oh, man. Marshall Paul, No, who is the running back? Yeah. Showing my age there. Yeah. Uh, like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Those yeah. guys don't sleep on those guys. Like if they're going to have a huge year. It's a big upgrade. I think I don't know if a lot of people are paying attention to what a massive upgrade Matt Stafford is going to be. He was stuck on a poopy Detroit team for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't think, man, unless you're watching a lot of Lions games, Matt Stafford is an incredible quarterback. And that Rams team is going to be phenomenal on offense. That's another guy that I think he needed a change of scenery. Like Stafford, like you said, he was stuck in muddy waters, the great jazz band. And sure. he just needed a change of scenery and he's going to light it up. So one guy goes there, Michelle goes there, boom, you got yourself, you got in dark, dark, um, Donald, you got crazy D. The Rams are going to be a good team this year. And they're going to surprise a lot of people. Okay, let's. Do you have another thought on the Rams, Robbie? No, I was going to go back to what we were talking about with the, the rest of that trade. Yeah. So the other side of that is Sony Michelle is vacating the Patriots' backfield, which means presumably Damian Harris is now what? Legarrette Blunt 2.0? Oh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> is he? I don't, I'll tell you what. I'm asking you. I'll tell you what. Just like we were saying, it never felt like Sony Michelle was ever going to win Belichick's favor. Mm-hmm. And it just never felt like he was going to be the guy. It's been the complete opposite with Damian Harris. It has always felt like it's inevitable that eventually Damian Harris is going to be the Patriots' bell cow. Mm-hmm. Cowbell? Bell cow. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, bell cow. Even, even before, like, he just seemed like. A Patriot running back. I don't know what it is, but you just knew this was going to be the situation. It started to take form last year, about halfway through the season. We saw Harris starting to take over. He was gaining Belichick's uh, confidence, and he became the guy. We know that there'll always be another pass catcher in in that situation, but um, we know that also Belichick will rely on one guy if he really likes him. So... I'm loving Harris. I think out of the three, Harris, Henderson, Sony, Michelle, Harris benefits the most out of the three of them. Mm-hmm. And he shoots himself up to a, with confidence, running back to in fantasy. Yeah, I agree. It's funny. I was reading the old Twitter and someone said, um, is it a case of Cam Newton liking Harris? And then when Jones comes in, they go to Stevenson. Now, is that just a case of the ones playing with the ones? Or is it Mac Jones obviously has looked insanely better than Cam Newton? I think it's just a matter of time before he starts in the, you know, for the Patriots. So is it a case of the ones playing with the ones, the twos and the twos? Or is it, let's see how good Stevenson does and he will have a bigger role playing against the ones going forward? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And I, and I definitely am keeping my, like, my he's a great runner. Stevens and that J.J. Taylor, like, those Patriots, yeah. man, going into this year, I'm like, man, they got a little bit of work to do. But uh, they're looking... Get, he, he, he's a flyer good. for sure, man. Yeah, I, I like Mac Jones to eventually be the quarterback there, if not right from day one. Mm-hmm. 
Stevenson is a guy of interest for sure. So does Harris but, get all the the between the twenties, and then Stevenson comes in is like I don't know. I th- when you were saying that Ryan about is he the new Blunt? I thought you were meeting like is he just the goal line like just crush it? You know what I mean? Or is, I didn't know you were going like is he? That's, yeah. No, that's, that is what I mean. So is Harris going to be that guy or is Stevenson going to be that guy? They're kind of similar, right? So I don't know. I, I just, I think that, I think, I think Harris is the guy that you want, but definitely you also want Stevenson as a flyer because you just never know because injuries can happen. Any, anything can happen. I mean, I think it's going to be more next season before we really start to see him blossom and it's going to be, Harris season this year, obviously again anything can how many happen. Years but- though, like have we been just burnt by Patriots yes. running backs? And how many? And are we ju- are we just jumping into this because Sony Michelle's leaving? But yeah, Sony Michelle just always. I'm I'm basing it on what how they used Harris last year, and it just from the eye test or whatever you want to call it, watching the games, it seemed like he was the the Patriots guy was Harris, and that's he, who they, and he's looked good, and he's looked yeah, good doing preseason. it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All, all awesome. Patriot running backs, to be honest, have looked really good. All of them have. Every single one of them, except for Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Hey, you know, what else we got this week? <laughs> what else we got? Sorry, sorry, to, sorry to cut that off, but what else we got? Well, you wanted to talk about quarterbacks, Robbie? I, Rookies? I just, I know we kind of droned on about it a little bit last time, but he continues to just impress. Uh, is Justin Fields. Like, this guy could have a massive fantasy impact on that whole Bears offense. Um, Mooney should be better. Allen Robinson is going to be – he. Allen Robinson was the number 10 fantasy wide receiver every year with crappy yeah. quarterbacks. Justin Fields, he's incredible, man. I know there's stigma from where he came from, but he, he, he is the – I didn't realize – I guess I did, but I didn't really pay attention to the fact that, like, next to Mike Vick, nobody's no quarterback has ever been as fast as this guy. But because he doesn't play that style of game, like he's got it in him, where he he can obviously take off. He's a lightning bolt, mm-hmm. but he he still. I just like the way he uses his legs without killing himself, like a like a uh, Griffin or yeah. someone it's like that. More, right? It's more like a Russell Wilson. Style. Yeah, he's a bigger guy perfect. than Griffin. Yeah, perfect example. Yeah. They're they're smart when they run and they're using their legs to get out of the pocket to pass the ball. They're not thinking I'm getting out of the pocket to run myself. They're using their legs to run. Exemplify their their arm. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes, but no. Am I explaining they this? Are using I'm, their legs? I'm running run. around in circles with this, but I man, I just I've been impressed with how he's he's been able to pinpoint some of his throws. I think he slipped drastically in the draft and a lot of teams, I hate to say it like the Denver Broncos are going to be kicking themselves that they they didn't draft this guy. I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah. He's, he's by far the best. Um, I like Mac Jones and I like um, Zach Wilson as well. I thought those guys have played like Zach Wilson's another guy has kind of caught my attention with the jets. He has played really well, but uh, by far fields has, He's got he's more, Sean, right? um, pardon me? He's Sean. He's Sean. He has shined. shined it. He has shined. He shined it more <laughs> than the he's other the shiniest. Guys. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's Justin. <laughs> and, and, and kind of, the, I guess the benefit of slipping in the draft is you end up on a team with better players, right? 
So that's kind of been a benefit for him too. Yeah. Because the Bears are a good team. So he he slots in there. And And I mean, the Bears went through the whole situation with Trubisky and lived through uh, the complete embarrassment of moving up to get Trubisky. And then they do the exact same thing to get Fields. I hope it works out for them. I hope this guy's just a stud. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so too, man. Yeah. When I say that, when I say the the Bears are a really good team, I meant there's some really good fantasy players on the team because they're not a very good team. But you're right, Allen Robinson, Mooney, um, Damian Williams, and uh, who's the guy who's always hurt? Montgomery. Montgomery. He should be good. Cohen. I don't know if Cohen's coming back. Is he? Oh, and he's coming back. (sighs) He's one of those guys that he's always hurt, and then when he comes back, you're like, oh yeah. This time next week, draft's over, man. Keep hey, guys, it happens too fast. This weekend, this weekend is the draft for most people, man, for the real man, people. It should be. It should be. And when is the start of the season? When does it start next week? Thursday. I believe next is Thursday is in the first game, yeah. Yes, sir. So, Oh, my goodness. I can't enjoy, wait. enjoy it, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy your draft day. I hope everyone has a fun draft. Hopefully, most of you have a nice live draft this year. Yes. Have some, please do. Have some beers. Have some fun with your buddies and uh, enjoy it. Just enjoy I know we're gonna. the NFL. I know we're going to. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Don't be so excited about it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bubbling with excitement. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Jordy. Thanks, Robbie. Welcome. Thanks, dude. See you guys later. Peace. Thanks for listening. Join us on Twitter at RealityFFP for daily fantasy football fun. And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening. Can you tell I don't have any lights in my house? (laughs) You look really creepy. Is that what it is? There's no power in there? The sun's going down. It's the only light I got. It's like either you're in your house or you're in someone else's and you don't want to know you're in <laughs> Oh man, that is creepy. When you said Blossom Robert, I was going to say that she might be the new host of Jeopardy. Blossom? Blossom. She got Blossom. <laughs> they, should get, they should get Joey to be Oh. That's funny. I don't know, but whoa, whoa.